0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. Welcome in everybody to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borkey. On this Friday, SEC Media Days has come and gone. You learned absolutely nothing about your football team, except for actually there there was one thing that Lane Kiffin said that actually interest, interested me a little bit. I think we talked about this on the radio show, but not here with you. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase what he said, uh, but basically it was when asked about quarterbacks and timeline and stuff like that, he said he didn't have a timeline, but they would like to have one sooner Rather than later, I can't tell you the number of people that asked me or talked to me this week in Atlanta about things like, you know, are they just going to play both quarterbacks through the non-conference? Is this going to be a two quarterback system? That kind of stuff. I don't know where that narrative came from or that idea came from, but it certainly doesn't sound like Lane Kiffin wants that to be the case. Now, I'm reading into a very mundane statement because in media opportunities, Lane Kiffin is filled with with mostly just mundane statements. However, that did stand out to me that if you think that this quarterback battle is going to go into the season, uh, you might be wrong. The only way that that's going to happen, at least according to the coach, the guy that's making the decision, the only way that's going to happen as is if neither one of them uh, emerges – In the fall, now I I suppose that that is possible. You know, both guys can do good things and both guys can do bad things. It can it can be just impossible for them to make a decision. Just there's no way we can decide. Maybe then it goes into the season. But Lane Kiffin, again, the guy making the decision, does not want that to be the case. It sounds like he wants there to be a guy that emerges. He becomes the team starting quarterback. And that's what they do as they ride into the season. They ride on the back of one guy and not uh, using the non-conference games to test the waters. They want to pick a guy. Now, one's got to emerge. They're not going to do it just to do it, but they want to pick uh, a guy. For whatever that's worth, that to me is uh, – we may have talked about this already. uh every day's running together. But that was the thing in their rounds that stood out to me the most was how he handled that. Either way, that's not what we're talking about today, though. The predicted order of finish is out. The All-SEC teams are out. A little bit of Ole Miss flavor on the All-SEC teams. I'm a little surprised, honestly, at where Ole Miss was selected in the SEC West. I thought it was going to be worse, actually, than, uh, than what it is. So we'll get into all that today on this edition of the Rebel Report. Again, my name is Michael Borky. Forgive me if I was repetitive with my uh, Lane Kiffin thing and the quarterbacks earlier, but we're back on track. The season, we are now inside of 50 days away. If I understand it correctly, training camp's going to start, and that's what I'm going to call it, by the way. It is not fall camp. It doesn't actually happen in the fall. Training camp is what we're going to go with. I believe training camp begins in a couple of weeks. I think that I haven't seen a, uh, a definitive date yet for that to start, but they play the same day as Mississippi State, and Mississippi State is starting on the 5th. So if Old Miss is starting around the same day as Mississippi State, you got about two weeks until training camp begin so we are getting started really focusing on football here on the podcast so you want to subscribe if you have not already please subscribe to the podcast if you're listening in browser pull out your phone find your favorite podcast app whichever one that that is it doesn't matter this is on there search rebel report subscribe and if you like what you hear leave a rating and a review if you don't like what you hear you know Send me a message or something. Don't give me a chance to appease you before you ruin the good rating on this podcast. (laughs) Either way, I appreciate you very much. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, all under the same name, Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Do a couple of ads here, and then we'll get started. This podcast is brought to you by LBs, just across from Kroger, on University right there. In Oxford, it is the best place. If you're cooking with meat, it's the best selection, best quality In the entire state. I've been to meat markets all over the state. I really have. Uh, LB's, anytime I'm in Oxford, that's the place I go if I'm going to be cooking with meat. When you go, tell Greg or any of the good people there at LB's that I sent you, uh, they'll hook you up. Also, they have uh, daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. So if you don't want to do the cooking, you want them to do it for you, they will do that at lunchtime Monday through Friday. But I know it's hot outside. There's record heat and all that or whatever that I keep seeing on the news It's grilling weather, in my opinion. I'm going to be doing some grilling this weekend. You should, too, and you should get that started at LB's. Again, in Oxford, right across from Kroger on University, LB's is the best place in the state to get your meat. This podcast is also brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you are anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, if you are a business, if you own a business, if you make decisions at that business or Uh, you're one of those folks that uh, has a home office and and you work from home, but you need office technology. Uh, Anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, phone systems, IT projects. If it's tech, if it's for the office and you need it and you live in Mississippi, absms.com is the website. If you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell Advantage Business Systems what you need, what your budget is. They'll come out, they'll assess and give you a quote absolutely free all right so all sec teams and predicted order of finish this is always uh, a thing that gets people ah, some people i I would like to think you guys are smarter than that Uh, this is something that that gets people a little fired up from time to time and that's okay i understand that i respect that Uh, it's football right this is we're supposed to get mad about football i got mad earlier When I saw that Jameis Winston was ranked behind Trevor Lawrence on Madden, what the hell is Madden doing? It's pointless. It's a video game that I will not play, but I still got mad. So I get it if you're one of those people. But Ole Miss got a little bit of flavor this year. There's a couple of guys though that I think should have been on this list, and I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you who they are. Completely snubbed on defense was Ole Miss, and I think that might be a really salty unit this year. So let's go through. Uh, I'm not going to read all of the all of the names for you. I'm, it's just, it's long and distinguished, and you guys probably don't care about it. For what it's worth, though, the first-team quarterback and running backs were Bryce Young, Tank Bigsby, Jameer Gibbs at Alabama. Uh, Nick Broker, though, was first-team all-SEC offensive line. Did a really good job at media days for what it's worth, but he's going through that position change. But uh, a lot of people rave about Nick Broker, including the SEC's resident offensive line expert, Cole Kubelik, uh, second team Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. He was actually my pick as second team All-SEC as well. I'm a big fan of Hendon Hooker. I, I like his upside. I like his toughness. And truthfully, I, I was taken by his character. I think, I think he's a high-character kid based on uh, the way he carried himself in Atlanta. I know that's not why I voted for him, but that just makes me feel better uh, about my vote. He even did, if you're looking for a player to root for, that's not an old Miss player. Uh, He spent his off-season, and and he's using his NIL to promote a book that he wrote. Uh, uh, Gosh, what was the title? I I think it was called uh, Scripture for Athletes or or Athletes in the Gospel or Athletes in Scripture. Anyway, uh, he wrote a book catered towards athletes introducing them to Scripture. That's the kind of kid Hooker is. That's what he spent his offseason doing. That's the advantage he's taking with NIL now is to create something like that. So good kid on top of being what I think will be a really good quarterback. Uh, On the second team, uh, Chris Rodriguez from uh, Kentucky and uh, Devon A-Chain from Texas A&M were second team. I voted Zach Evans second team uh, over A-Chain for whatever that's worth. Um I didn't say the wide receivers earlier. Uh Butte from LSU and uh, Jermaine Burton from Alabama were first team wide receivers for uh, for what that's worth. Um Jonathan Mingo made second team All SEC preseason at wide receiver alongside Cedric Tillman from Tennessee. I'm going to be totally transparent with you. I did not pick Mingo on first, second or third team. Well, I didn't have a third team, but I I did not vote for Uh, Jonathan Mingo, I think, think, in fact, I know, and you know because you've seen it, the upside is through the roof. The ability is there to be an all-SEC caliber player. The ability is there to be an early-round draft pick. He has got ability through the roof, but it hadn't been consistently put together yet, in part because of injury. He was probably poised for a really big season last year, but then suffered that injury. I've got to see it first before I, I start putting him as second-team All-SEC. The ability is there for him to be that. And shout out to the media for uh, not just pulling up stats and thinking, ah, well, no, move on. Um, they, they, they saw ability with Mingo. Um, and they're, they're, for whatever it's worth, I mean, it's a, a useless poll, but they're kind of projecting Mingo more so than what they know about him. So that's an interesting pick for sure from the media. He's got the talent to be that guy. I didn't vote for him to be that guy for, for whatever that's worth to you. Uh, no other Ole Miss players on second team. This is just offense, by the way. I'll get to defense in a second. Third team, Will Levis was the third team quarterback alongside Zach Evans from Ole Miss and Kenny McIntosh at Georgia. They were your uh Third-team running backs. Uh, Anaya Smith from Texas A&M was third-team wide receiver. We'll see how many games he misses after his arrest a couple of days ago for uh, DWI and illegal possession of a firearm. That happened when a day before he was supposed to show up at SEC Media Days as a representative for Texas A&M. If you missed that story, that is a thing that happened. And Josh Fan, the wide receiver from South Carolina, the other. Uh, Jaheem Bell. Uh, the tight end for South Carolina was uh, third team. I didn't mention the other two tight ends. Uh, the first one was uh, Brock Bowers from Georgia. The second one was uh, Cameron uh, Latu, I think, from Alabama. If he stays healthy, uh, Michael Trigg will be on one of these lists at the end of the season, if he stays healthy. Also, Jeremy James was a third-team offensive lineman Uh, preseason All-SEC. So just on offense, uh, I I do think I had Zach Evans one spot earlier than he appeared. I did not have Jonathan Mingo, for what that's worth. Uh, I think by the end of the season, uh, you can see somebody like Mason Brooks appear on this list. Uh, I think you can see, I mean, one of the wide receivers, maybe it is Mingo, appear on this list. I mean, he's already there, so it's not like he would appear. He would just remain. You get my point. But I do think, though, Based on what I've heard and in the, in the limited things you've seen from Michael Trigg, that he is a guy that can no doubt end up on this list by the end of the season. Jonathan Mingo said at Media Days that Michael Trigg reminds him, looks, and plays like Kyle Pitts. Now, I know teammates like to gas up other teammates. Like, I respect, I understand that, I get it. We have heard comparisons before that weren't exactly uh, accurate, but to hear that name come out of Jonathan Mingo's mouth paired with everything that you already know about him, that's that's some high praise uh, for what that's worth to you. Defensively, uh, this is really quick for you. Not a single Ole Miss player appeared on any of the first, second, or third team, all SEC defenses. Not one, not a single Ole Miss player. And, I spent the week telling people there, anybody that interviewed me or talked to me about Ole Miss, I said, I-, I know they lose D.J. Durkin, but I wouldn't sleep on that side of the ball. They've got veterans all over the field in the back end. Uh, they truly believe that they they have a defensive line that has depth like Ole Miss has not had, depth like Ole Miss has not had um, since I've lived in this state, and I moved here in the fall of 2010, so 12 years, I, in my 12 years here, on paper, Ole Miss has not had defensive line depth like they possibly, keyword, could have this year. The difference is they don't have like that high-end star. You know, people always point to Robert Kimdichie. He was a first-round pick after all. Uh, you know, Sam Williams on last year's defense. But in terms of depth and quality depth, They've got it in spades on this defensive line. I I tried to tell people, look out. Look out because you you see the loss with Williams and you see the loss with Chance Campbell and Mark Robinson and then Durkin gone and you think, ah, they're going to take a step back. Certainly possible. I don't think they will. I really don't think they will. Uh, I had A.J. Finley. Uh, I I did vote for him. He was on my list. But... uh, by the end of the season, I think you, you could see Troy Brown end up on one of these lists. I, I think you can uh, see somebody like Cedric Johnson, who did a good job this week in Atlanta for what it's worth, but um, yeah, he's poised to take a step up. I, I, I just see a defense that will be quite good. I mean, my gosh, everybody, basically everybody in the secondary is back and I don't know. I'm a, Maybe I'm too close to it that I'm blinded blinded by that or whatever, but I do think that uh, Ole Miss is going to have a handful of players that are going to end up being candidates for all SEC at the end of the season on defense. Uh, I really do. I mean, maybe they have growing pains with Partridge or whatever, but they've got bodies that have played a lot of football. I mean, it, I, Ashim Young, for example, has played a lot of football. Um A.J. Finley played a lot of football. You know, they've got good depth on the interior of the defensive line. Troy Brown has been an all-conference player three years in a row. Not here, but three years in a row. They've got dudes on that side of the ball, and I think that they got a little bit disrespected, truthfully, in this voting. Um, if I were Chris Partridge, I would be hanging this list up in the locker room as uh, as we speak here. I would I would let the guys know that they are not being respected, even though they should be. In terms of the order of finish, here's uh, the other thing that people are probably more interested in. In the East, Georgia was the overwhelming favorite to win the East. They got 172 first-place votes. Um, Kentucky got four. They were second. Tennessee got one. They were third. Florida fourth didn't get one. South Carolina fifth. They got three. All three of those votes should be taken away, but that's just my opinion. They won't be. That's just my opinion. Missouri 6th, Vanderbilt 7th. That was the exact order I picked the East. Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, South Carolina, Missouri, Vanderbilt was my exact order. In the West, Alabama, the overwhelming favorite, got 177. First place votes, Texas A&M got 3. They were 2nd. Arkansas got 1. They were 3rd. Old Miss was 4th without a vote. LSU 5th. Mississippi State 6th. Auburn 7th. So Old Miss... Predicted to finish fourth in the West. People are, and I heard that a lot around there this week. That you know, people are giving Lane Kiffin the benefit of the doubt with the with the quarterback position, with replacing an offensive coordinator because of who he is and what his track record is. I mean, this isn't the first time that Lane Kiffin has had to work in a new quarterback. You know, this isn't like what's it going to be like after Matt Corral. Well, what did it look like before? Matt Corral, when Lane Kiffin was calling offense everywhere he went. um, Exceptionally good. Uh, so people were giving him uh, – the, the media, for what it's worth, uh, around SEC country truly believes in Lane Kiffin's ability to win games at Ole Miss and continue winning games at Ole Miss uh, despite a, a lot of the turnover. That was kind of the theme I heard is, yeah, people are gone, but look at what they added in the portal what reason do you have to doubt them What was what I got a lot or what I heard a lot of this week for what it's worth. That's where I had Ole Miss. I had them fourth uh, behind Arkansas, A&M, and Alabama. I can see a scenario in which Ole Miss finishes ahead of Arkansas. I can see a scenario in which LSU finishes ahead of Ole Miss. I don't think they will, but I can see a scenario in which they do, especially when you consider how the schedule sets up. You know, getting Kentucky at home, the free what should be a free SEC win with Vanderbilt, Auburn's at home, the Egg Bowl's at home. Um, th- there are some real opportunities for Ole Miss to be an eight-win football team again after losing everything that they lost, and that would be fourth in the West is right in the eight and four area, and that would be a successful season considering what they lost, in my opinion. So the media tends to um, tends to agree. With, uh, with that assessment. So there you go. Again, Ole Miss picked to finish fourth in the SEC West, which, again, I think is around an eight and four, which I think all of you would accept. I would if I were you. And then the, the players, Nick Broker, first team preseason All-SEC, Jonathan Mingo, second team All-SEC, Zach Evans and Jeremy James, third team All-SEC. Uh, again, I, I do think um, if he stays healthy, Trigg will be there at the end think Cedric Johnson will be there at the end. I think Troy Brown has the potential, considering his pedigree, to be there at the end. A.J. Finley, I thought, was snubbed in this for sure. But um, not, dis- not totally disrespected was Ole Miss in the media vote uh, this year. It's been worse in the past, for sure. But I think they uh, were pretty good, actually. Th- these picks are actually pretty good from SEC media. So enjoy your weekend. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you guys again on Monday. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.